Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, Brother Ron. Amen. Well, we got an excited group over here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. This group's going to go to heaven, I think, right here. Yeah. <laughs> we just follow along, okay? As they're clapping, we'll just follow along. Amen. So how, I want to ask you a question. How many of you know what time service starts on Sunday morning? Anybody have a guess? 1030. Right, right. Now, you guys did really good today. You came in, you know, pretty close to 1030. And, uh, you know, if it was a boat that was leaving, you would have missed the boat. Okay. <laughs> But we like to have you here early on time. You know, I don't judge anybody that comes in late because I never know what might have happened to them. They might have had a water um, leak or they might have had you know, a flat tire or they may not have been able to find out what they're going to wear. However, <laughs> these are all emergencies, but <laughs> we don't want to make it a habit of being late to church or church. <laughs> I know. I know my wife and I, when we go to the baseball game, we get there early, we watch batting practice, we get our hot dogs, we talk to everybody, and then we get ready for the game. And so, so true with church. Come here early, talk to everyone, get accustomed and situated, and then praise the Lord and hear the Word of God. Praise God. Amen. So let's pray as we uh, get ready to hear the Word today. I'm excited about the Word today. I'm really excited. Say, really excited. Really excited. Amen. Father, thank you for bringing us together today. We thank you that you are the Lord of us all, and that as we acknowledge you, Lord, you're able to come and minister and talk to your people through me, and I just ask you to guide my heart, my mind, my mouth to speak your words in Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen. amen. So I have good news for you today. You ready for some good news? Amen. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, isn't that, a good, isn't that good news? You thought that you were just an old sinner saved by grace. No, you are now the righteousness of God. God looks at you as being perfect. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Even though we're not perfect, he looks at us through Jesus Christ and knows that we belong to his family, and he sees us just as, his, as he's looking at his son. He looks at us. I like that. Praise the Lord. That's good news. All of our sins are washed away. I'm talking about all of our sins, past present, and future. How many of you think you're going to commit a sin here in the next, like, week or so? <laughs> Probably. Okay, we have some people admitting. Now, the Bible says in 1 John, if you say you haven't sinned, you're a what? Liar. Ooh, you guys know the Bible, huh? <laughs> Isn't it nice to come to church and find out that yeah, God's calling you a liar? <laughs> I haven't sinned. No, I didn't do it. Mm -mm, nah, my hand's in the cookie jar, but that's not my hand. No. <laughs> We're going to find out that God watches over. So how can we tell that we're the righteousness of God? It says so in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 21. Let's look at it right here. It says, For he made him, who is Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ Jesus. So we are the righteousness of God. We can stand boldly and say, I am the right. God looks at me as being perfect, holy and blameless in his sight. Now, that's good news because we're entitled to some privileges when we are the righteousness of God. Did you know that? Okay, well, I'll tell you some of them, okay? Now, now let me ask. We're going to talk about healing today because I had a little medical scare this week or a couple of weeks ago, and I was getting pains in my stomach, and I'm going, oh, I don't want that to be the lymphoma cancer coming back. It kind of feels like it. So I started praying and studying and reading and, and, and petitioning God to see, you know, what's happening. I was confessing all during our trip. When we were on the airplane, I'm confessing the, the 
engines are real loud so I can scream out to the Lord, Lord, I just thank you that I'm healed. I thank you that, Lord, you've made me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I thank you that I'm entitled to the healing that you provided for us. All the way on the three-hour and then on the two-hour flight and on back. And all during the two weeks, I was confessing that Jesus Christ has healed me. That's what the Bible says, right? So I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, no, this, you're, you're, I, got, I took a CAT scan. No, you're okay. Uh, what the problem is is that maybe your diet, you know, is causing that. I said, well, does coffee have anything to do with it? She said, absolutely. I said, well, I'm absolutely going to stop. <laughs> because sometimes there's natural things that you can do. Just, just, you know, in your own diet. Say, why, why is my blood pressure so high? Well, because you're eating potato chips and you're going out to eat and eating salt and everything, and that's why your blood pressure's up high. Amen? So you need to know sometimes there's natural things that you need to do. Now, I want to ask you a couple of questions. How many of you believe that it's the Lord's will that you be healed? How many, how many believe that? You believe that? That's the Lord's will? How many of you believe that you... I mean, how many of you don't really know if it's the Lord's will that you be healed? Anybody in there? Okay, so then this is good news for you. I'm just going to encourage you to believe that God is able to do great things in your life and in your body. Praise God. So um, let's look at the scripture. We want to look at the way Jesus looked at healing. Isn't that a good way of doing it? Not what people say, not what other ministers say, not what pe other people say about what they've been through. Because we can't go through their experiences and, cause, and call that the will of God. Because maybe God was wanting to do something, and they were not able to receive it. I know I had a friend. He was believing for his wife to be healed of a back issue. And he was praying for about a month and a half, and nothing happened. And so I, I saw him at church. I go, what's the problem? He goes, well, my, my wife's back. We've been praying. I go, really? Bring her over here. I, I, I learned some things. Amen. <laughs> I, so I just lined up her ankle bones like I learned before, prayed, and in two minutes she was healed. Now, he was praying for a month and a half and got no results, but I came along and I knew something I was able to impart to him. So he can't say that the Lord was preventing her from being healed. He, she just, he just needed to know a little bit about the way God heals. Amen? Amen? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going through here. So let's look at this. It happened on Luke 5, 17 through 26. Now it happened on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. What does that mean? A lot of bigwigs were there. People from all around, the scribes, the Pharisees. Hey, you know, let's see what this Jesus is doing here. And, and the, and the uh, scholars say it was probably Peter's house because they were in Capernaum. So there they were at the house. And the Bible says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Amen. Now, some people would say, well, if the Lord's there, there's always power. Well, not all the time. Because sometimes there's a time of anointing. You know when the anointing is there, the, the Spirit of the Lord is there. Because otherwise, why would they bring that out? Why would they say that the power of the Lord was present to heal? Unless it was a special time. But he was preaching, and the power of the Lord was there. And so what happened? He says, then, behold, men brought, a brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed. That's not good, is it? Paralyzed. On a bed. They were taking him. On a bed. Now, that's dangerous because you can slip off the bed and he's paralyzed and he can't, you know, control himself. So, and when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. In those days, the roof was flat and on the outside, there's a, like a stairway. They can go up the stairway, go onto the roof, 
They tore open, open the roof, and they dropped their man down. That, that's, that's faith, isn't it? And Jesus said, he saw their faith and said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. And if it was me, I'm saying, like, what are you talking about, my sins? I'm here to get healed. <laughs> what, how, do, how do you even know I sinned? What, what, what do you, how can I sin? I'm, par, I'm paralyzed. What can I do, you know? Maybe your thoughts, maybe your words, whatever. He said, your sins are forgiven you. And uh, so they were taking a leap of faith. So this is kind of an unusual uh, response to Jesus. I mean, it's kind of like uh, almost insulting. I'm here to get healed. You're talking about my sins. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason in their hearts, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? They were challenging him. That was a good question. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he said unto them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Now, this is scary. God is knowing what you're thinking. Isn't that? He knows what's in your heart. He's observing. He's watching. I always say, you know, what if we put up on the screen all your thoughts of the week and just say, okay, now here's what this person was thinking during the week. We go, oh, man, I can't believe that person was thinking that. Amen? We're not going to do that, okay? Praise the Lord. So he said, why are you reasoning in your hearts? They didn't even say it. They were just thinking it. He said, what is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk. What is Jesus saying? He said, it's the same thing. If your sins are forgiven, then you're entitled to healing. It's one and the same. It's the same package. If you get one, you've got the other. Isn't that good news? If you're saved, if you've asked the Lord into your heart and you uh, become the righteousness of God, you're entitled to his healing. Let's look at it in 1 Peter 2.24. It says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having been dead to sins, should live for righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Ye were healed. When? At the cross, when Jesus paid the price for our sins. And so I I had a friend that I was learning how to pray for the sick, and I asked him, does the Lord want to heal everyone? He said, we all were healed 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross. That's That opened my eyes. I didn't have to question it. I just had to look and see what the Bible says, and that's what the Bible says. But see, we have a disconnect. We get saved, and then we think we have to go get healing. No, we don't have to go get it. It's already in us. It's already provided for us. All we have to do is receive it. Healing is not what I'm chasing after. The healer is in me. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, she was running to Jesus. She was sweating. She was working. She was confessing. She was trying to get to Jesus to touch the hem of his garment. But we don't have to run. He's right there in us. So this is a revelation that we have to learn and, and, and put into our lives so that we can have uh, healing, right? Let's look at Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely. What does surely mean? For sure. This is for sure. And when Jesus and when the God the Father says for sure, that means for sure. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement needed for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. See, Isaiah was looking ahead to the cross and saying, you know, there's going to come a time when we're all going to be healed because of what Jesus is going to do. First Peter 
2.24 says, because I'm looking back, he already did it. Now we are healed. We're entitled to healing. Oh, come on. Talk to me. Isn't that nice? In, in Matthew 8.16, I'm giving you scriptures. I want you to look at what God says and what Jesus said, because we like to make excuses, don't we? Oh, well, maybe the Lord doesn't want to heal me. Uh, maybe he wants to teach me something. Uh, maybe it's not my time. Uh-huh. Well, if that be the case, then Jesus is doing everything against the will of God. He's healing everybody. He's not taking inventory like, hmm, I don't know if I want to heal you. I don't know if it's time. I, you know, I don't know if your life is just right. You know, we had, uh, Leanne had a, a friend that was here a couple of weeks ago, uh, and uh, he was in pain, and he was like, he had a 10, and he could barely walk, and so they brought him to me. Leanne says, can you pray with him? He, hadn't, he didn't even come to the service. He was outside. I said, sure. So we prayed. I, first, I asked him, are you Christian? He goes, no. I said, okay, that's all right. Jesus came to heal all that were oppressed of the devil. I said, let's, let's pray. I prayed with him, and it went down to about a eight. Then it went down to six. Then it went down to two. I kept praying. I kept possessing and, and being persistent. And so he said, okay, I, I feel pretty good. And he left. And then the next week, I said to him, hey, how, how are you feeling? You know, the Lord healed you, didn't he? He goes, well, no, my body is healing me. Your body? What do you mean, your body? <laughs> we just prayed, and it went down. <laughs> what are you talking about? Remember the ten lepers that Jesus healed? Uh, nine of them went away. One came back to say thank you. See, this man did not come back to say thank you, and I'm hearing from Leanne that his start, the sickness is starting to come back on him. He needs to get in under the auspices of the Lord and under the covering of the Lord and receive all of his healing. So Matthew 8, 16, let's look at this. When Eden, evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. Do you know anybody that's demon-possessed? A few. In your neighborhood, at your job, you know. Yay, even in your own house. Okay. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed how many? All that were sick. Glory to God. This is such good news. He didn't separate and say, okay, you know, uh, I think you need to wait. Uh, I, you no, know, just everybody. And we know they weren't all living for God. We know they weren't all Christians or seeking the Lord. But he healed them all. Amen. And why? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah in 53, 4 and 5. He himself took our infirmities, and bore our sicknesses. Isn't that good news? You know, a lot of people say, well, when we get to heaven, aren't we all going to be healed? Yes, of course. But why wait till you get to heaven? Why not just take it now? If it's available to us, let's take it. Praise the Lord. You know, I told a story before about this guy. I'll just say an Italian guy, just, you know, so I don't jeopardize any, you know, I'm not racist or anything, but I'm Italian myself. And this Italian guy, hey, Luigi, uh, he, was on a, he was on a boat coming from Italy. He's coming to America. I want to see America. And uh, uh, this is when they didn't have planes. He had to go by boat. And so he only had enough money to buy the ticket. He didn't have enough money for anything else. And so he took cheese and crackers with him because he thought, oh, well, I'll just eat the cheese and crackers, and then when I get to America, then I can get a job and everything will be fine. So uh, he was there watching everybody dining. You ever been on a cruise? They dine really nice and everything. Beautiful food, and, you know, you gain weight when you go on a cruise. 
Hallelujah. My wife and I, we went on a cruise, and we were eating like three times, four times a day. And I said, well, you know, we're not really gaining any weight. But like three days later, boom, it just hit. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so he was watching them dine, and he was saying to himself, oh, if I could just have a meal, that would be so great. So they, the ship got all the way to America. They got on the dock. And one of the passengers said to him, didn't you enjoy the meals? Weren't they fantastic? He said, no, I actually didn't have any money for the meals. I just ate these cheese and crackers all the way here. He goes, oh, you, you could have ate at the dining. That was included in the package. You didn't have to pay separate for the food. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to get healed. That's part of the package. God said he wants to heal us. And so we just have to receive it and be blessed in him. Amen. Hallelujah. So what is um, this uh, saved mean? If we can have a definition of, okay, the Bible says he comes to save us all. Save in the Greek is sozo. And what does that mean? Let's, let's say it together. To save a suffering one from perishing, i.e., one suffering from disease to make well, to heal, to restore to health. That's pretty, that's pretty inclusive. That's the whole package, isn't it? Mind, soul, body, everything is going to be healed when you accept the Lord. So we're supposed to walk in righteousness. Did you know that? He that is righteous will do righteous things. So when you're walking around and you're thinking about something, you go like, is this a righteous thought? Is this something that I should be thinking and doing? Oh, no, I guess I better not do this anymore. Praise the Lord. So Jesus was a carrier of the life of God. So we have to know that it is the will of God for everyone to be healed because Jesus paid the price for us. Why would he do that? Why would he suffer on the cross if he didn't want to provide healing? Why would he want not be a respecter of persons? If he did it for one, he did it for all. Do you believe that, all, uh, that he wishes that all be saved? Yeah. But are all saved? No. Why? Why? They don't receive it. They don't want to receive it. It's amazing. I just can't believe it when I see people not accept the Lord. I'm going like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> your mother's saved. Your brother's saved. Your sister's saved. Your kids are saved. What's up? What's holding? So the Bible says that he wishes above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Praise the Lord. So we were all healed. When were we, when were we all healed? 2000. Very good, Wendell. You get an A for the day. 2,000 years ago, we were all healed, but we have to receive. Now, it's not as easy as I'm making it to sound. You know that, right? It's sometimes it takes a little bit of effort. Can we show, I want to show you a video of this guy. His name is Tom Fisher, and he goes out on the street, and he heals people, and he watches God do miraculous things. Now, not all the time, but this time is truly a remarkable feat that we see, and uh, uh, is it client? Okay, here we go. Here he is. What happened, but I was wrong. Sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I get it. I'm out training Terrell here on ministering healing in the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm training him. This is the first day. He's already done it once. And he's going to like, he's going to like tap your back real lightly like that and tell the pain to go in the name of Jesus Christ. All right. Okay. So Terrell, go ahead and do that. Pain Wait, go. face to face this way so that you can see this. That's why I like to record it because it's incredible. Pain go now in Jesus name. Okay, now move around. Tell me how you feel. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
Yeah. What? <laughs> Hold up. Nah. What? <laughs> nah. Nah. It's gone. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> no way. That's crazy, ain't it? What'd you do? A oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? A whole year? Pain, look at that. I'm telling you, it's so real. It's like the power of Jesus Christ flowing through the person. It's like when you believe in Jesus, it comes to live in you. He believes in Jesus, and he's and I'm just training him. I'm just telling him, you can do this. The power's in you. Ain't that crazy? All right, okay, what? okay, okay, hang on, hang on. You just saved me a trip to the... You just saved me a trip to the... Okay. All right, I got a detached kneecap. Okay. Detached All right, how long kneecap. have you had a detached kneecap? I had a detached kneecap for about five years. Are you serious? About five years. Okay. So, all right, so, so tell the kneecap to be reattached. Muscles, tendons, and ligaments. You can just lay your hand on his knee and say, muscles, tendons, and ligaments be reattached in the name of Jesus Christ. And all inflammation go. Muscle, tendons, ligaments, and bone be reattached now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now move Amen. it around. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you feel now? <laughs> you, you felt something going on there, eh? Dude, what happened? What? what? Oh, come on. Are you serious? What? Are you kidding me? That's crazy. So, so you couldn't do that before? Ain't, no, 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 no. Ain't that, that crazy? Would that would hurt. I that would hurt. hurt. I wouldn't be able to get my leg that high. Dude, that's crazy. Wow. This guy's got, it again. This it guy's again. got faith, man. Try it again. Whoa, are you so... Oh, my gosh, dude. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, are you serious? That's crazy. He loves you. He just heals you. And you, and you know he's not lying, right? Yeah. You know. He's my cousin. I've known he's had that forever. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. Okay, this is so important right now. This moment is so important right now. You guys need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now because that sign was to get your attention. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Now, they, he wasn't saved at the time. He had to lead him to the Lord after he got healed. So God wasn't just, you know, discriminating and saying, well, you're not, you know, saved, so I can't heal you. God wants to heal us. That's his desire. How much more his children? We, the children's bread is healing in our bodies. Praise the Lord. So it, the reason why that was so easy is because the guy that was leading it, he has a, um, he, he's positioned himself to receive the, what do you call it, the healing virtue of God. Sometimes you have to really spend a lot of time. He spent a lot of time petitioning the Lord. And you, when you do that, then you're able to, like, transmit it. When, in, our, in our Wednesday night Bible study, we were talking about the same subject, and, and Margaret was saying, Mom, my back's been bothering me. I go, well, let's pray, Margaret. And so we just went over to walk. Just, we didn't even pray for her. We just walked over there. And she goes, oh, I feel it already. I, I, I got it. I got it already. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Now, she has been praying herself. She has been believing herself. So we just matched. We just hooked up. You know, it's like a, a battery and a jumper cable wire. You got a weak battery, then you got a strong battery, and then you hook them up together, and boom, you know, something happens. So that's what you have to do. And uh, it's funny. Uh, we were talking, or I heard on the Internet, one of the ministers that we listen to all the time who has been he had a healing service for like 40 years, he died of uh, colon cancer. Yeah, 
But he's been praying for people with Down syndrome, colon cancer, all kinds of things. But yet he didn't apply himself to it. And so he wound up dying. He, he wound up not uh, going to the doctor when things weren't working. And I, I can tell you, I had two types of lymphoma in my body. One was in my throat, and then I confessed. I confessed for like a, a month and a half, continually, all day long, every day. Thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. By your stripes, I am healed. I command this tumor to go in the name of Jesus, and it went away. Praise the Lord. Then about three or four years later, they said, oh, now you've got a different lymphoma cancer in your stomach. And I go, oh, uh, so I started believing God, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't touch it, so I didn't know if it was working or not. And so it got to the point where it, got, it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And the doctor says, you know, you better do something or you're going to die in about three to six months. I go, hmm, let me think about that. <laughs> I could live and, you know, have some uh, chemo or I can die believing God. What did I choose? I'm still here. So, you know, I choose chemo. <laughs> Amen. But we have, to, we have to learn that, that sometimes you just have to know when your faith is not working or when you're not receiving, don't take it to the brink. Don't take it to the point where you're just emaciated and you're all shriveled up and you're, you know, don't have any health to you. But you can know that God has given you uh, righteousness and he's given you healing. Now, on, on our basketball court, when guys get hurt, they come to me. They say, Pastor, play, pray for them. You know, I pray for the guys that are on our, our team. I don't pray for the guys that are not on our team until after the game. <laughs> no, that's not true. I pray for both of them. But one guy, he, we were playing and he goes, oh, my back is just, ah. I tweaked my back and I such pain, I got to go to the chiropractor. I go, you don't have to go to the chiropractor. I can pray for you and the Lord will heal you. He goes, okay. So I said, take off your shoes. I put my thumb on his uh, ankle bones. And, you know, I've learned this so much and you can do it too. As soon as you put your fingers, your thumbs on the ankle bones, God starts moving the legs to be equal distance, taking away the pain before you even pray. And so all of a sudden, he goes like, oh, my gosh, this is such a wonderful feeling. I don't feel any pain at all. Sometimes it can be that easy. The Bible says there's gifts of healing, plural. You have to learn sometimes how to appropriate the gift that you've received to apply to others. Now, Raina, who's a good friend of ours, came in, and she was limping. Her ankle was taped up, and I said, are you okay? She said, yeah, I fell down. Well, God doesn't want you to, you know, have pain. So I just put my hand on her like that guy did on the, on the screen, prayed for her, and now, Raina, let's see you walk. You just walk on the side there. How's your pain? Amen. God is in the healing business. Isn't that good? Now, look at Psalms 103. It says, uh, bless the Lord, <laughs> O my soul, and all that is within him. Don't we like that? Now, but how about this next verse? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals most of your diseases. There's some that he doesn't do because he's just like holding back. Is that right? No. Heals all, all, all of your diseases. Why? 
because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All we have to do is hook in to his righteousness, to his healing, to what he has provided for us, and we will see the glory of God. Last scripture, Galatians 3.13. I want to pray with you guys, too, that the Lord would heal you if you have a, uh, a weakness. It says in Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us. Is, do we have it up there? No? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You know, we couldn't do the whole law, so we were cursed. We had the, the penalty of sin and sickness and disease. But he became a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. God said that he wants to heal us. Jesus paid the price, and the Holy Spirit manifests itself to us. So, Ron, if you would come up and just kind of uh, play some healing music for us. I want you to stand. If you're out there and you say, you know, I need the Lord to heal me. I need the Lord to touch me. I heard the word. I believe that he's going to uh, confirm his word with signs following. So, Father, I just thank you for your healing virtue flowing through these that are here. I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we were healed. So I thank you, Lord, that you said in your word that the power of the Lord was present to heal. We believe that you follow the word with your healing virtue. So right now we just put ourselves in a position to receive from you. We thank you that you're a good and glorious God and that nothing is impossible to them that believe. We thank you, Lord, for your healing virtue. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Say good things to him. Be united with him. Fellowship with him in your heart. The Bible says he watches our hearts. He listens to what we're, think what we're thinking. So just receive from him right now in the name of Jesus. Here he comes. There it is. I thank you, Lord, for your healing virtue. Oh, praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. There's nothing too difficult for him. All things are possible to him that believes. So, Father, right now, as your people are standing, waiting for your promise of healing in their body, I thank you right now that you touch them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, that they may receive all that you promise, that you're not a God that would lie. But surely, if you said it, surely will you surely not bring it to pass? And I thank you for your healing virtue flowing through us right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Receive from the Lord. Receive from him in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. Praise you, sweet Jesus.